Happy Tuesday, or is it? Not sure. Um, Not quite there yet. <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig. We gave Petey the day off because Craig and I have a lot to say we do. this morning. Um, so just a, a bit of a warning, I guess. It's going to be a vent session. We welcome you to vent in the chat as well. Um, I know there were people this morning on Twitter and in the Discord feeling... A little bit disappointed um, about last night. We'll get into the disappointment from the Coyotes' point of view. You can I even th- read some of the comments, right? Like, well, you can anyway. I yeah, can, you can. Unless, can you make them like 72 points? Like, <laughs> we can cover the size? screen. Yeah, oh. if, he, if he just does that, covers the screen. Perfect. Um, but yeah, let us yeah. know in the chat how you're feeling. Um, we'll talk about the, the curse that just seems to follow this coyotes team around we'll talk about what now um but first we're going to talk about the chicago blackhawks winning the draft lottery essentially a shoo-in for generational talent connor bedard and um why us and a lot of the hockey world outside of chicago are feeling so upset and frankly disgusted um by this so tee off all right. <clears throat> I have my damn it doll out, by the way. If you were here when <laughs> Petey gifted us these, I might be using this today. It's kind of mild. I think you should be it. Let's see. Let let's me see. go on my, okay. let me go go on my rant, rant come first. Back to it. Okay. All right. I'm, I don't think either of us are going to sit here today and claim that the lottery is rigged, predetermined, whatever. I mean, you can think that, and that's totally fine. The Chicago Blackhawks covered up a sexual assault and for years for a decade for a decade and it comes out in fall of 2021 we learn about what happened we learn about kyle beach's identity and the chicago blackhawks were fined two million (laughs) dollars and that's it um obviously there was the fallout with joel quenville and all that but to me that doesn't have an impact on today's chicago blackhawks organization the fact that you're going to Again, I'm not saying it was predetermined, but reward a team who covered up a sexual assault for 10 years by not only them winning the draft lottery, but winning the draft lottery in a year with the most sought after generational talent since Connor McDavid in 2015. I think it's disgusting. I think it's a horrible reflection on the NHL. I think the NHL did not handle this correctly in the beginning. I think... Chicago never should have had a first round pick in this draft. If we're being totally honest, Um, I, I just think, and I've never felt so like hurt and upset by a sporting thing like this. Like I went home genuinely upset and I was trying to think because I was even thinking back to our show when we, when the card flipped for number six and it was the Kachina, we were all like, Oh, but that's not, I wasn't so upset yet. Because I think Coyotes fans have kind of become accustomed to... We were just relieved they didn't drop. Yeah, It wasn't that. But once the Chicago... And you saw it on the show. I literally stood up and walked off the set. And that was a genuine, genuine reaction. And I was like in a really bad and upset move last night and this morning. And I was really trying to think like it's just sports. It's just sports. But it's not just sports. Mm-hmm. Because what precedent are you setting for sports, culture, and society when you're allowing a, a professional sports team to get away with this and then reward them but with the, the, like the greatest prize you possibly can? It's 
I feel so horrible for Kyle Beach and his family. I feel so horrible for anybody who's ever been a victim of sexual assault. Like, it's just, it's just so unfair and like just disgusting and abhorrent. And I am just, mm. I just feel, I feel sick over it. I tweeted last night during our show, I feel sick. And that was, again, a genuine reaction. You have some notes in here in the, in the show run about perspective, right? So we can look back at the New Jersey Devils punishment for the Ilya Kovalchuk contract when they tried to circumvent the cap. Well, initially the the league was going to strip them of a first round pick in one of, <clears throat> excuse me, four seasons and fine them. I think it was $3 million at the time. Eventually the, the fine was cut in half and they, they actually allowed them to have the first round pick, but they moved it back to the end of the draft. So the Devils paid a price for that. We know what happened with the Coyotes when they were illegally fitness testing uh, prospects ahead of the draft combine. They lost two draft picks, a first round pick and a second round pick. So you set a precedent here for what punishment look like should look like. And this, mind you, these are <clears throat> these are ways of trying to get an edge on your competition, right? That's that's basically what the league is punishing. You can't do that. There are, there are rules in place for that. So take those two incidents and then look at this incident and any any reasonable person in the world compare them. Which is the most egregious? Sexual assault or trying to get an edge on your competition? It's not even close. And they got a $2 million slap on the wrist, which many people pointed out last night. They made up yeah. in season ticket sales have, immediately. We have, made up. Yeah, we have this tweet um, last night. Um, so this is from Darren Ro Ravel on Twitter. Just in, in the first hour after getting the number one pick, which will be Phenom Connor Bedard, the Blackhawks have sold 1.9 million in season tickets, says the team president of business. So that equals pretty much, and I'm sure it's past 1.9 million now, the 2 million they were fined. So now they've made up for that just because of this. And it goes to show the impact of winning this draft lottery. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think that's like it's and just you mentioned horrific. earlier that it wasn't just coyotes fans upset about this it was the entire nhl world and i know we have a twitter trends graphic as yeah. well that just shows how big of an impact this made what, what are the names on there yeah, I so the the uh, so this is from greg wasinski last night among the top 20 trending topics in the u.s and this was right after the blackhawks won the pick blackhawks rigged gary bettman and kyle beach kyle beach on that list I know there is a significant portion of the NHL fan base and of the NHL world internally that wants to either move on or sort of reassess what happened here. So I want to talk about this a little bit. The NHL definitely wants us to move on, and Connor Bedard is a really good way to do that, right? Oh, look, a shiny thing. A really great player. We can forget about this. One of our marquee franchises has a great player, and we can get you to focus on his spectacular play and forget about the Kyle Beach thing. I get it, but here's why we shouldn't forget about it. Because Kyle Beach is going to be dealing with it for the rest of his life. He is going to, in some form or another, be working through what he dealt with while he was a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. He had to endure it. Then he's going to endure it for life. So this should never be forgotten. This is an indelible mark on the Chicago Blackhawks organization. I don't care that a bunch of people are gone from it now. They weren't gone for that reason, by the way, most of them. They've just been fired for other reasons, like Stan Bowman, who was just an abjectly bad GM, but I digress. <laughs> the other reason we can't forget about it is because of that $2 million slap on the wrist that the Blackhawks got. They have not been punished for this. 
they have not been punished. It's absurd how low the level was of punishment that the league chose for the Blackhawks. Again, comparing it to those other two precedents that we talked about. I want to come back to Kyle Beach, though, for a moment, because I know I have spoken with a lot of people in the league and outside the league. I saw some of the replies to my tweet yesterday about how Kyle Beach let this happen. That one really, really hits home for me when you say Kyle Beach made this happen because he's a bigger guy than video coach Brad Aldrich. He never should have allowed this to happen. I would encourage you to research power dynamics, research this topic, research sexual abuse, and see all the factors that are in play here. You may believe that might makes right or might makes the decisions because that's your perspective. But guess what? That's not an educated perspective. Just because you look at life that way doesn't mean that's how it is. There's a lot of research on this topic. There are psychiatrists, there are academics that have looked into this issue. So I really, really encourage you to read about that and understand that there are other things at play in power dynamics, whether it's authority or age or any number of other things. You need to educate yourself because trust me, once you do, you will discover the problem is not Kyle Beach. It's your narrow, uneducated mind. Flipping to the other side of this, however, we are in a society where if someone says something wrong about this, we just, we crush them. We cancel them. We're, we're done. You're a horrible person. I know because I've had conversations with a lot of people internally who had some of these same beliefs about Kyle Beach. Oh, he should have stopped it himself. There's no reason he should have allowed it to happen. When I have presented them with some of these other ideas, the research, the psychiatry on this, there are a lot of people who say, I didn't know that. And so you try to come to an understanding with people rather than crushing them because they say something reprehensible based on their upbringing. This is how they were raised. This was the environment they were in. I think there's a lot of good in a lot of people, and we can come to an understanding with a lot of those people. There may be some that deserve canceling that, that you can't help. I've definitely encountered those people. But this is how adults behave. Just blaming Kyle Beach or just throwing people out when they say something egregious, that's not adult behavior. That's childish behavior. We need to find a way to communicate, to better educate everyone, and hopefully, as a result, make a better society yep and i want to uh, address something that you put so i guess eloquently is the only word i can think of just kind of summarize a lot of people's feelings in your story this morning on gophnx.com um but about like it's just a really also unfair position for connor bedard to oh, be in and imagine? i and i know like i don't know connor bedard i've never spoken to him so i don't know what he's thinking or feeling it's your dream to play in the NHL. This is all he's thought about for 17 years. So for him, you know, he was going to play in the NHL regardless. Yeah. It's unfair that this is now going to be associated. Like th this thing is going to kind of be Imagine associated. the signs. Like if he goes into uh, away buildings, imagine what some people are going to do with those signs unfairly. It's Connor not Bedard his deserves, fault at he all. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have to carry any of this baggage. It's not his fault. It's the leagues for putting him in this situation. Yeah. It's just, it's just really really disappointing yep. um and i think that's the feeling that i've been feeling over these last you know 12 hours or whatever mm -hmm. it is we'll talk about the coyotes in a second and, and that but it wasn't about the coyotes not moving it was about the blackhawks winning um and it's unfortunate for some of the other markets as well because the way they pull the lottery balls you just need the four lucky numbers so the winning combo was four five nine thirteen the canucks had four five nine twelve 
and the Blue Jackets had four, five, nine, ten, and four, five, nine, fourteen. Those were two of the teams I mentioned as hard luck franchises in my story previewing the lottery. Those are two teams that have never had any luck in the lottery. And you know who has not for a long the time. Chicago Blackhawks when they won, <laughs> moved up again to pick up to pick Patrick Kane when they did. A team that won went on to win multiple Stanley Cups, literally maybe had like one and a half years of sucking and being a rebuilding team, and they're rewarded with this. So that's just on the hockey side, forgetting about everything uh, else we just said. But yeah. everything else we just said is the main reason, because it's just hard for me to... There's no justice. There's no justice, and that's no what justice. that's what we said. And to Kyle Beach and to victims of sexual abuse, like I'm sincerely, sincerely sorry. And yeah, it's just going to be hard to put this one aside and move forward um, with this. But it, it's just, it just is shitty. And Tim in the chat um, said, and this is per Emily Kaplan, that the Chicago Blackhawks have now made 5.2 million in ticketing revenue since the draft lottery last night. So that's the updated number. Um, more than doubles the two million dollar five. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's hard to move on. I'm gonna smack the damn it doll yeah, on it. the table. So if you're listening on audio, um, we got damn it dolls from PD a few weeks ago. So I'm gonna damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> I feel a little better now. Do you want to? Is this the NHL? Sure. Okay. You want to make the seat? Oh. I'm going for head only. For- <laughs> <laughs> Because, damn it, you have to say damn the it. league doesn't care about head injuries. Anyway. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right. Well, I uh, feel a little bit better, and we will talk about the Coyotes here in a second. <laughs> we have, we have a live audience now. Yeah, we have people looking through the window. Listen, don't, don't bother us. Um, all right. Well, the NHL playoffs are going on. The Phoenix Suns play tonight, and uh, just a lot of the playoffs. It's the best time of the year, and if you want to win yourself some money by betting on the playoffs, by betting on futures as well, um, Con Smythe favorites. We talked about Matthew Kachuk being a Con Smythe favorite. It's a great time to check out BetMGM. They have a ton of really cool bets. Uh, you can bet on this group of teams to win the Stanley Cup or other. And it's really cool because the Golden Knights are part of that. I think the Panthers, there's just a lot of really fun bets right now on BetMGM. So if you haven't signed up yet, use the bonus code PHNX and there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. Sean, pick of the week. I mean, I feel like I only have one place to go. Phoenix Sun. No. Really? The Phoenix Suns. Okay. Plus 200 against the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. Tonight. I feel it. The Suns are rolling. Kevin Booker is him. That would be ginormous. It would be humongous. It would be very, very, very massive. You're giving me plus 200 odds on a team that's won two straight games. I know they haven't won in Denver yet, but speak it into existence. All right. Phoenix Suns, plus 200. I pick a week. Didn't work for us with the lottery, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have that energy anymore. But Sean, Sean still does, I guess. Um, but if you want to make that bet, you can do so on BetMGM. Check out the full f- for the full details are in the show notes. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Well, we're through one of the dates in May. May 8th is behind us. May 16th is a week away. Um, But there's some other exciting dates in the month of May related to PHNX. And we have the Keeping It 100 golf tournament at Dobson Ranch coming up on May 26th. This is going to be a super fun event. Um, Pins and Aces will be there. There'll be prizes. Um, It's just it's going to be a lot of fun. You get a free PHNX polo, pins and aces polo when you sign up. Um, and we're, we're just really excited to be partnered with pins and aces. They have amazing, amazing gear. Um, you can check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. All right. Let's talk about the coyotes. <laughs> Obviously, we spent an hour and a half talking about the Coyotes last night. Um, I feel like we we the the Blackhawks stuff kind of put a pause on being able to unravel, I guess, what happened mm. for the Coyotes. And I do want to acknowledge, and there's people on Twitter saying this, and I've already seen some comments in the chat today. What happened? Just the Blackhawks thing aside. Let's just set it aside for a moment. Yeah. What happened for the Coyotes last night was not the worst thing. No, it, it was-, was not the worst case scenario. By any means, they could have dropped to seventh. They could have dropped to eighth. The Ottawa Senators could have dropped, d- jumped up to the top five and right. taken away their second Can first you round pick. That if they had moved to number two and like Ottawa got Adam Fentilli, like like that would have just there, been. There were so many worst scenarios yeah. for the Coyotes that could have happened last night. So I, I definitely I'm acknowledging that. Do don't worry. Um, but there's some weird math <laughs> with this, and mm-hmm. we talked about it last night. We've just been giving a shout out to Joe Ducco every day because he's doing math for the people who can't do math like me and Craig. The chances of the Coyotes never moving up in an NHL draft lottery in their entire 27-year history is now 14.8%. So there's a 14.8% chance that they would never move up. Like They've hit on it. How? How are they hitting on that when they've had greater odds to move up? It doesn't make sense to me. That is now... That percentage is lower than their percentage was yesterday to move to the top three. And somehow it keeps happening. I don't understand. I don't know what curse has happened. I don't know. Maybe I forgot. I brought the crystals, but I forgot the sage. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. I think we need to revisit Miss Rita next year. Like, I don't know. It's like you said, though. But it's so unfair. (laughs) If we're isolated, this season we're isolated, we all would have been like, eh, they're right where they're supposed to be. But it's the history and then, you know, that other thing we just got through talking about that really made it much harder to swallow. But as I wrote and as you researched for this show. <laughs> Coyotes did this to themselves. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yep. Um, the Coyotes had 15 comeback victories this season um, for the second year in a row. Seven of those in the third period. Two oh, of the seven games, the Coyotes erased a multi-goal deficit in the third period. And the two multi-goal third-period comeback wins ranked tied for 10th in the NHL. So the comeback Coyotes, that was part A of why this happened. Part B 
was mullet magic. <laughs> and we talked about it all season long. Um, the Coyotes' home record at mullet was 21, 15, and 5, which was a, above a 500 point percentage at home. Um, it was a 0.268 point percentage improvement from last season's record which so, is drastic did you look at like how many points they could have just not gained by not rallying no i didn't I'm curious what that is how i'm many, not the math how person how multi-goal rallies was it um in the third period in the third yeah uh it was well 15 comeback vic victories seven in the third period seven third period rallies yeah. That's a lot of points. Because I'm looking at like I'm looking at where Chicago is. They're 59 points, right? That's, there was an 11 point spread between the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. So maybe it's not even realistic to say they could have been in the third spot. Maybe that was too much to ask. Maybe this Coyotes team was just too good on home ice. Maybe their coaching staff is too good. Maybe these players are too good to drop to that. Or maybe Connor Ingram stole them some points, which we've already discussed. But they weren't that far off. The Montreal Canadiens, who are going to get one of those top five picks in a draft that is how deep on elite players? Five. That's right. <laughs> the Coyotes are sixth. Yeah, it, maybe, it's fitting. Maybe it's unless something. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But you just think about how close you are to being in a better position, especially with the way Will Smith has just rocketed up the draft board. You're like, okay. We were joking about Will Smith all year, and now we would be thrilled yeah. for the Coyotes. He's to get another him. impact player in this draft. There's five guys. They pick sixth. It's it's the Coyotes' way. It just is the Coyotes' way. Um, and uh, you know, in the chat, and no no NHL player or coach mm -hmm. is going to try and tank and throw games. Like that's the facts. And you have to respect what players like Clayton Keller did. Yes. Um, what this team did. What Coach Cherney did. Like there there's something to be said about how they performed this season. That aside, and you know, we were being nice yesterday because. Coyotes GM Bill Armstrong called into our show, but PD's been beating this drum for a while. Like, how much of this is on Bill Armstrong? And it, it it's hard because before the season started, we looked at this roster and said, this is going to be the worst team in the NHL. We felt very strongly about that. A lot of people felt strongly about that. They proved us wrong in a lot of ways, but they, the Coyotes also made moves mm -hmm. to make themselves better, picking up Connor Ingram on waivers, picking up Valamaki on waivers. And obviously, like a player like Valamaki, that was, I think it's a good pickup because you need young defensemen in your system. And he and can grow with you. Yeah, he 100%. can be around a while. But before the season started, like John Gillies was one of the goaltenders. What did Chicago have? Bad goaltending. That's how they ended up where they were. So obviously, like, there's only so much Bill Armstrong can do to a degree because he can't control how much the team competes or how well they do, but he could control moving players out. Yep. We thought they were when the, when the Coyotes got annihilated the first game after the trade deadline. I said, "Here we go," and then what did they do? They went on a point streak. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and they looked uh, so bad in that game right after the trade deadline. I thought, oh, thinking, oh, here we yeah, go, buckle okay. up. But no. So. I don't know how much is this is on Bill Armstrong. I mean, it is a little bit of it. it, it look, if you go into the season with John Gillies, there's no question in my mind that you're finishing lower in the standings because he's not an NHL goaltender. You would have not. You you would have definitely leapfrogged Montreal, maybe moved up even a little bit farther. Although, again, the gap to those top teams like Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago were separated by one point, and San Jose is only two points back of the lead. So those four teams were a good chunk away from the Coyotes. I do think they would have been much closer if John Gillies is the goaltender. But this one's hard for me because I was there with them every day at the start of the season last year 
when Carter Hutton was just abjectly bad. I, I, nicest guy in the world, but he was abjectly bad in goal. And I saw the impact it had on the team. Andre Turin, you saw the impact it had on the team. Bill saw the impact it had on the team. You're trying to do two things, right? And he talked about it when he brought Andre in. You're trying to build culture. You're trying to build a belief. And when you have a goaltender that does not give you a remote chance at winning games, it's hard to build that culture. So I felt like it was a concession, especially after Andre had been so vocal about how much Scott Wedgwood changed the feel of the team last season, not this past season, the one before. I understood why Bill would do it for Andre, for his coach, for the players, because you got to throw him a bone. You can't, you can't just make him flat out suffer. Did that ultimately cost them? Maybe, maybe it did. But it's 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 not again. It's not a black and white decision. It's there's a lot of nuance there, and there's there's sympathy, right? There's empathy going on there. You don't want them to have to go through this horrible situation, so you gave them, you threw them a bone, and unfortunately, it ended up costing them in this draft lottery. Yeah, hopefully, it's one of those things in the long term. Like Karen said, you got to do the right thing for the long term. You could take that two ways because are you doing the right thing for the long time with the culture of the room? Or are you doing the right thing by tanking so you can get Bedard or Fantilli? I don't know. We can't change what happened. The Coyotes are picking 6th and 12th. Bill Armstrong came on our show yesterday, said we're just going to continue to stack good players, which is true. And it's something he did in St. Louis. We'll mm -hmm. talk more about that tomorrow. Um, we're not saying that this can't work. Um, what What's happening? And, and maybe I think even Bill Armstrong said like, Maybe the rebuild was further along than he even thought. Well, maybe Logan Cooley becomes that franchise player. Exactly. Maybe Clayton Keller takes yet another step. We don't yeah. know. There's a lot we don't know. Getting the first or second <clears> pick <throat> gives you a better, oh god, better, yes. you know, yes, better legs to do that, I guess. But this is just the reality. And it's funny on the drive-in today, I was thinking, and Petey was wearing his scratching and clawing shirt last night. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about all the Coyotes' taglines over the years: scratching and clawing, hockey the hard way. And it's like, it just continues to be this for the Coyotes. Having an ice rink in the desert is already not intuitive, I guess. And so everything about the history of the Arizona Coyotes has gone not the way people would, Coyotes fans, I guess, would want it to. So last night, it's just like, it is what it is. It could have been worse. Mm. Um, I think we're all used to it by now. And it's just, it's hockey the hard way and scratching and clawing. I know you're over gonna, and over and over. I know you're going to get to the mock drafts in a minute. Um, you know, everybody knows I love mock drafts. Yeah, so your favorite thing. But about, these were expert, experts did do these. Yeah, but I want to talk about the one possibility that I threw out in my story today because we don't know, and we've talked about this a lot. We don't know what's going to happen with Matt Mitchkov, who a lot of people think is as high as the second best player in this draft, but everyone has in the top five. A lot of a lot of factors there, right? He signed through twenty five twenty six with uh, SKA St. Petersburg. He is playing in a nation that's at war with Ukraine and at odds with the entire West. His club is very pro Putin, Putin anti American. So that's scaring off a lot of executives, as Corey Brahman told us. It depends on who you talk to, but there are some that are very nervous about that. If you look at this draft as as five deep with Mishkov as that fifth guy. Is there a possibility that he drops to six? I think there's definitely there's a possibility. There's a possibility, 100%. Especially because we don't know every team's evaluation of the other players. So if Mitch Kopp is there at six, and you have an opportunity to get an elite franchise-altering player in spite of all that backdrop, 
you take the risk at six. I like I've talked to four people this morning who are like, he's not going to be there at 12. It's not going to happen. He's not going to be there at 12. Do you take the risk at six if he's there? And if you get him and he comes over as, you know, as we see, most Russian players end up here. Granted, we hadn't had a war before then. You, you came out of this draft fine anyway. You yeah. ended up getting your franchise player, even though you were at six. That's, that's going to be a really difficult decision if he's sitting there at six. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that can happen. And we'll talk about that a little more in just a second. I'm really interested when we talk to Chris Peters, Craig Button, Bob McKenzie, what they have to say about it. Um, but Craig, last night when I got home, like all I wanted was an OGs because I was so like twisted up about everything. Um, and li like literally I was driving home. I was like, oh, I just need to get home and have an OGs um, because they OGs is there for you when you need them. If you're, you know, sad about the draft lottery, if you just have a long day, if you want to feel happy about something, anything, they have something for you. Um, they have sleep gummies. They have microdose gummies. They have a CBD THC one to one ratio gummies and they're all amazing flavors as well um so check out ogs they're local they're scratch made we love them and you can find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com you got to be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly um yesterday craig kicked off teacher appreciation week which teachers should be appreciated every week but every day if we need to assign a week then let's go all out and i really like this four peaks is doing four peaks for teachers um this week to may 12th because what teacher doesn't need a beer after they get off work? True. <laughs> so thank a you can thank a teacher and nominate right. them to win grants, four-peak swag, and a grand prize of a custom makeover for their teacher's lounge at school. You can go to fourpeaksfortechers.org to nominate a teacher or donate. Love that they're doing this. Um, and they also have a Mother's Day brunch coming up this Sunday. So just a lot of great events always going on at the Four Peaks H Street Pub. You can check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You got to be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly all right the what now portion you already yeah, mentioned um mitch cobb we've already seen two mock drafts by um flow chris peters at flow hockey who will be on our show next week yep. um and a mix of some athletic um prospect experts at the athletic so i looked at those last night which by the way how fast they put these out is amazing to me um chris peters and scott wheeler from the athletic both have the coyotes picking david reinbacher at number six in their initial drafts he's a defenseman um i think six foot two we talked about interesting because the coyotes need defensive depth um but this is also a very forward heavy yes draft the coyotes have opted to go the forward route in their early first round picks over the last few seasons what do you think about David Reinbacher? Yeah, I I just get the feeling that six is too high for him. Like I, I asked Chris Peters this morning, in a perfect world, with all things being equal, how many players should go ahead of David Reinbacher in this draft? And he said eight or nine, hmm. which is about where you're seeing him slotted. Like I think, I think Bob McKenzie and Craig Button had David Reinbacher at number 10 mm -hmm. in this draft. So do you force it and go because it's the best best player available at that position in the draft, do you force it and grab him at number six? The philosophy has always been you take the best player available, and I really think the belief is that this is is a forward-heavy draft, at least through like eight or nine players. So I have a hard time believing that the Kiters are going to go for Dave, David Reinbacher at number six. I, I still think it's going to be a forward. 
But what happens with number 12 then, well, that's right? The thing. Like, do they is take he the there best? at 12? I yeah. don't know that he is. So yeah. do you try it? If you really like the guy, do you try and package one of those like second or third round picks that you have like a ridiculous abundance of and say, we'd like to move up two spots and take him at number 10 or wherever Yeah, it is. I mean, we've seen Bill Armstrong make those moves. He did it last year when they jumped up to 11 to select Connor Geeky. Like I, and he, uh, he alluded to it last night that they're willing, they have so many picks this year and next year. Yeah. And he said like, they're, they're not going to pick all of those picks. They have the assets to be able to trade up, to be able to, as he said yesterday, buy players. There's a lot of different things that can happen. Um, and I think it's interesting. And, and, both of these mock drafts as well um, for pick 12. Uh, sorry, the Wheeler had Gabe Perot. He's a right wing. And Peters had Matthew Wood. He's a left wing. So again... Matthew Wood from Connecticut, right? And Gabe Perot is, of course, with the U.S. NTDPP. And we're going to have the NTDP coach Dan Muse on our show on Thursday to talk about Gabe Perot as well as like four other draft prospects who could go in the first round this year that all play for the NTDP. Um Going back to Reinbacher for a moment, there's no question the Coyotes need a better defensive prospect pool than they have. I know we got Valamaki and JJ Mosier in the system, right? Playing playing NHL games, obviously. And I just don't think either of those guys is a top pair defenseman. And I don't think you'll find many people who think that they are, even if there's more development. I, I don't know that they're top pair defensemen. You look at their top couple of prospects, uh, Maverick Lamru has a lot of development ahead of him. And Artem Duda has a lot of development. But anyone that I've talked to, like outside the organization to get perspective, there's not a player in the Coyotes defensive prospect pool, whether it's on the NHL roster or anywhere else, where these people believe that he's a top pair guy. So they don't have a top pair guy. General consensus is they don't have a top pair guy anywhere. There's a belief that Reinbacher could be that guy, but he's not a surefire. He's not an Owen Power where you know he's going to be a number one pairing defensemen for a very long time. So they do need defensemen. Is this the year where you're going to find them? I don't know. The The other thing that complicates all this is defensemen develop so much more slowly than yeah. forwards. You often don't know what they are until several years later. I just know I wouldn't want to be an NHL scout, especially <laughs> when you're drafting 18-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids. It's crazy. Unless their name is Owen Power. What's that? I said unless their name is Owen Power. Unless their name is Owen Power. Like, like he is the guy where you look at it and say, okay, Yes, that's a guy we're going to reach for. Not You're not even reaching for him. You know this guy's going to be a top pair defenseman. Kale McCarr. There's, yeah, but there's not that guy in this draft, at least not right now at their stage of development, where there is a general consensus this guy's going to be a top pair defenseman. So in that light, why would you reach for David Reinbacher at number six? Unless your own scouts, and again, I, I'm not, I don't have all the notes for the Coyote scouts, unless their own scouts say, this guy's definitely going to be a top pair guy, but I don't get the sense that that belief is out there that Reinbacher is definitely a top pair defenseman. This is going to be a really interesting draft after, yeah. honestly, after picks one and two because the, the Mishkov factor, mm -hmm. we don't know, does, does Columbus... Yeah, you saw the mocks today the where they have Mishkov going to San Jose. So yeah. really early, like yeah. where he's supposed to go. That's you, interesting to me too. Do you roll the dice on Mishkov early? And then how does that push everybody else back to, to six? Like the Coyotes being at six is a really, really interesting position. Um and I think June 28th is going to be a fascinating day. Um, we see trades go down, not only involving picks, but involving players. Um, I just want to bring up at the trade deadline, Nick Schmaltz's name was thrown around and then he didn't end up going. But then it was one of those where we said, well, maybe we can see him at the draft. We talked about maybe 
someone like veggie the coyotes have three goalies going next year do they try and move one of the goalies of the draft like there's nhl players who mm -hmm. also can get moved on draft day and we to, don't know what logan cooley's gonna do by the way yeah we still don't know yep. so, so stop assuming um but yeah it's just i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities on yeah, draft I'm, day. I'm fascinated with it I'm, I'm obviously gonna try and dive into this a little bit more as, as soon as possible just to get a sense of what maybe what the coyotes are thinking I'm, obviously they're not gonna tell me oh here's our three guys in this area but i'll try and get a better sense of it very soon Yep. Uh, Dominic said, as a Blues fan, you guys are in good hands with Bill no matter where you pick. Thank you, Dominic, for that those kind words. And we will be talking, like I said, more about the St. Louis Blues tomorrow because they are the one team in the last 10 years who did won a cup without that first and second overall pick. So like I, I, we'll look I, I, at that blueprint. Go, we should go back even farther and try and find a team that won without a number one or number two pick. Because even Boston, when they won an 11... Yeah, Tyler Sagan at the time. He was he was playing. He was there. He was in their playoff run. And they haven't won since. And they, you know, infamously flamed out this. Are there year. any teams right now without, like, that are in the playoffs still without one? Because, like, I'm assuming the Kraken don't have any. Midiers, yeah, number two. Oh, Maddie he was two. Yeah, two, of course. Yeah. 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 Just a question. We can look at that, too. Aaron Ekblad was number one. Yep. Obviously. Uh, Carolina. Austin. Yeah, yeah Carolina, Carolina would be the big one, right? Yeah, I don't know that they have. Anybody that went that yeah, Aha was a, a, a later pick. Dallas was anybody who was well Sagan. Oh yeah, I guess so. Not with them, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting one to look at. We'll we'll check that out. Vegas. Okay, yeah. Jack. We'll, we'll t oh yeah, Jack. Jack duh. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that um, more tomorrow. And like Craig alluded to, he'll have more stories on this later in the week. So if it's probably going to be for diehards only. So if you want to read it, you can become a diehard at gophnx.com. Lots of great perks to becoming a diehard. 20% off merchandise, 20% off events as well. Um, we just have a lot of great events coming up. I talked about the Keeping It 100 tournament already. We also have Suns Watch Parties presented by Neutral at the BetMGM Sportsbook. And we have one tonight for game five it starts at 5 30 p.m so come join us out at the bet mgm sportsbook for food and drink specials special giveaways and our phnx sons live show will be there as well um so if you haven't been out to bet mgm yet i know it's in glendale but it is a lot of fun the food is amazing <laughs> don't hold that against them it's don't really hold cool it against place. it it's an yeah, amazing it's really cool amazing place. place um and also the nhl drafts we've been talking about it all day and we're going and going? giddy up are let's go going? boy howdy we're going Are to nashville going to nashville you should go to nashville you should really go to nashville yeah. you're invited to join us in nashville we have tickets available right now on gophnx.com we have a a boat ride a pontoon all you can drink pontoon boat ride but we're trust me we're not driving the boat we're just drinking no, on no, it um <laughs> we'll be at a winery Sean we're gonna and I are also hosting a honky tonk party i don't know if you guys knew this <laughs> yeah, that's our vibe. i'll be teaching Both people us. how to line dance yeah we're gonna go to we're gonna do live shows um um, from a winery we're gonna and also that's not part of the tickets it's just us going out on broadway with pd i think that's worth the price of admission alone plus tickets for the actual draft went on sale today so if you want to grab those tickets as well the draft is i think 50 days away now at this point so it's not too late to grab your tickets join us in nashville it's gonna be fun you get a welcome bag with exclusive merch as well so just gonna be a lot of fun i know a, a few of you are already coming if you have any questions reach out to us but it's gonna be a lot of fun and if you are a diehard you get a special link to buy your tickets because diehards of course get 20 percent off on events so Become a diehard, 
go to phnxlocker.com to grab all your merch as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got, but come with us, come with us to Nashville. It's going to be a lot of fun. Craig, have you seen me on the four on the Circle K TV yet? You know, not no, I haven't actually. Other than you have a you have Slack an electric channel. car, don't you? I have an electric Darn. car, so yeah, I don't go to the K anymore for gas. So I don't pull up to the pump. I only pull up to the front of the store. But I do go to Circle K a lot. Yeah. The, the snacks. Yeah, there's exactly. Right yeah. now, the spicy popcorn yeah. that we have in our office is the baked, baked goods, Craig. Yeah, the, the baked, baked goods. goods. You guys still working on that? I'm, by the way? I, I'll put in another word with Max. Can you, can you stick with the same term? Sleeve yes. of a sleeve of, <laughs> a sleeve of donuts. mini donuts. Plus polar pops and exciting news for fans of polar pops um, because we have a text to win promotion right now. You can text PHNX to three one three one zero to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff and you can head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find circle k's near you and i promise they are our circle k's near you they're everywhere all right craig one last thing yep. the vote is one week from today and today's the deadline for a mail-in ballot yes so if you haven't gotten your mail-in ballot in do it today Vote. Again, be informed. We hope you're informed by this time. We've been pounding that drum for a very long time. <laughs> get your ballot in. If you don't get it in today, there are drop-off options as well. No later than May 16th, you can place it in the secure Maricopa County drop box. You can find one by going to locations.maricopa.vote. Before 7 p.m. on Election Day, you can go in person to an official vote center from May 8th to 16th. That's There's one at the Tempe History Museum. Want me to read the address? I'll read the address. Sure. sure. 809 East Southern Avenue. Hours are weekdays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. On election day, it's open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And through election day, on weekdays between 8 and 4.30 p.m., you can drop off your completed ballot at Tempe City Hall, 31 East 5th Street. It's a really cool building, by the way. You guys have all seen it, the inverted pyramid. <laughs> um, Due to construction at City Hall, there are several free 10-minute parking spots on the south side of 5th Street. This is maybe getting too granular for people. <laughs> just want you to know that you should be voting. You should be participating. As I said last night, participate in the democratic process. Yes, if, if, you're, if you're a Tempe voter, yes, this impacts you. Like beyond that, like just generally speaking, it drives me crazy when people say, I don't care, the vote doesn't impact me. Yes, it does. You may not understand how it does, but the vote always impacts you. So get out and vote. Yep. Absolutely. And like we said yesterday, what happens a week from today is way more important than what happened last night, uh, because this is the true future of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and we will have you all covered next Tuesday um, and we'll get you prepared on Monday as well. So stay locked in. Become a subscriber to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. If you're watching on YouTube right now hit the like button on this video. It helps us out and it means a lot to us when you do so. And if you're listening on audio, subscribe, leave us a review. I do go and read the reviews. Um, so leave a kind note if you if you will. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow PD at S. Peters Hockey. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. Follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. Follow Sean at Sean underscore to pause. Follow the show at PHNext underscore Coyotes. We'll be live at 11 a.m. throughout the rest of the week. Five days a week at Coyotes of coverage nonstop, even in the off season. Uh, that's the PHNX way, I guess you can say. Um, but we will see everybody live again tomorrow at 11 a.m. Thank you so much for participating in the chat. Everybody, We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Now go vote.